we've we've had a heck of a week, but that's another story. So you guys really put the, this project is so cool. If you if you follow Chattanooga Mox Athletics on Facebook or you go to gomox.com, there is a series of about Scrappy Moore, who I said last uh, yesterday. I think he's the General Nalen of Chattanooga, no doubt. Uh, and 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 the documentary that you guys have put together, and it is a four part series. Tate, is that correct? Yes, a four part series, about an hour and a half altogether. So just talk about, Chris, the concept and the idea and where it all came from, and the research is just impressive. Well, so Tate and I do a podcast for UTC called Mox on the Mic. And so last year, uh, during the middle of the pandemic, we kind of laughed about, you know, there was nothing going on at UTC. Tate and I kept churning out a podcast every week. I mean, we just kept finding different With no sports going on. With nothing going on, (laughs) and we kept, you know... And so I think I said something to her one day. I said, well, next summer what we should do is we should find, you know, something and do a series of, of podcasts. And I said, we should do Scrappy more. And so, take, you know, a couple of weeks later she comes back and I said, well, what about Scrappy? And she said, well, we're going to do that, but we're going to do a video. This isn't going to be a podcast. We're going to make it a documentary type, you know, 30 for 30 type thing. And so that's really where it came from. And then Tate went to work. We started working on it probably five months ago, and it has been a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings, and a lot of weekends, and, uh, you know, just putting it all together. And then, you know, Tate started tracking people down, and then she did a just a wonderful job in in it's it's very aesthetically pleasing when you go to look at it it's i've seen it's, a little bit of it i haven't had time this week to really j- jump into the whole thing but can't imagine why i should say tate is of course with uh mox vision which is part of what you guys do from a pr standpoint not only on game days and everything but uh, the podcasts and things like that so you have those editing skills you have those uh documentary skills so to speak and obviously that played a big part in it. Now, you were telling the story, Chris, about how uh, that the Notre Dame has uh, what part of their library. You explain it to our listeners. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know this until we started getting into this, uh, that Notre Dame, Notre Dame and Ole Miss, both part of their libraries, have a section of nothing but college football programs. Just old game just, programs. Yeah, of, of everybody. It's not just Notre Dame games, not just Ole Miss games. It's everybody in college football. And I think we found, what was it, six, eight or so oh, yeah, Chattanooga programs from Notre Dame and probably about that many at uh, at Ole Miss. So what yeah. you do, you just call up and say, hey, do you guys have any you know, Chattanooga mocks programs in that uh, that closet of yours or that, that section of yours? So everything of theirs was, is, is just a side note, everything of theirs uh, was listed online, and so I was able to figure out exactly where it was in their library gave them a call, explained the project, and they went, cool, and then sent me a bunch of PDF links and then said, send us the story when it's done. All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> so they were very helpful. So they were yeah. super helpful. Oh, my goodness. UT Knoxville really helped us, too. Um, they helped us shoot an interview uh, for the video that's actually coming out tonight on the 1958 game, that being Scrappy's probably most infamous win. Chattanooga beat Tennessee in yep. Knoxville. 14-6. Yeah. to 6. In 1958, November 11th, 7th, something like that, in 1958. And uh, we spoke to Bud Ford, and he was an amazing resource. But UC helped us shoot that, helped us coordinate a few things, and then luckily enough we were able to find the game film. So you'll see that. Oh, cool. So that's fourth and final episode? This is tonight. This is number three. Okay, so the third one drops tonight in what what time? About seven. Okay, so where can you go get it? GoMox.com. We should have links on Facebook and Twitter as well. 
Cool. Yeah. And then, that's the third one is the one about Tennessee? Yes. Okay, the big upset one. And I want to say, too, that this is, and I know there's some people that are like, ah, you know, maybe not UTC fans. I don't care who you're a fan of. If you're a fan of college football, you will enjoy this because Scrappy was, he wasn't just the, you know, the little guy that coached at Chattanooga. He was a contemporary and a peer uh, to people like Wally Butts and Frank Thomas and Suge Jordan and Johnny Vaught. And And he was all of that and a mentor to to Bear Bryant. A Um, mentor to Bear Bryant. Yeah, Scrappy and and Bear spoke every Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, And Bear would call Scrappy's office every Tuesday during football season, and the two of them would have a an X and O conversation and, and bear would really pick scrappy head. Uh, look, the, the guy was really innovative offensively. And there's a ton of stories about that. We can get into, he was innovative defensively. And in his day as a player, he was a heck of a kicker, a punter. Uh, and so scrappy was really involved in special teams. So bear would call scrappy and they would have these conversations about, you know, Alabama's playing, uh, Tulane that weekend. Well, you know, Scrappy Tulane does this, and Scrappy would say, "Well, Bear, you need to try to do this." Oh, to be a fly on the wall, and then yeah, it's exactly yeah. what Coach Rusty said. <laughs> exactly <laughs> to be a fly on the wall. And we we talked with Scrappy Junior, uh, Scrappy Moore's son, uh, and he said that he can remember being a kid and the doorbell ringing, and he would go answer the door, you know, open the door, and he said, "I'm staring at his kneecaps because the bear was so tall." And he said that, you know, Bear would come inside and he would sit in the living room and him and Dad would, you know, he said, you know, Bear would stay till the wee hours of the morning visiting with, with Scrappy. And the two of them would, would sit forever and, and talk. He wow. was invited down to Alabama, too, at one point to teach backfield lessons. Yeah, That's we, awesome. Is that wild? That is wa- so wild. <laughs> we found a letter from Bear Bryant to Scrappy, and this was in the, in the Moore family uh, archives. But there was a, a letter from Bear Bryant to Scrappy where uh, Alabama would pay Scrappy, was it $250? Yeah, something like that. $250 to come speak at the Alabama High School Football Coaches Clinic in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> and that's what he wanted. He wanted Scrappy to come speak on the offensive backfield. Wow. And I, JR, I was listening to JR earlier in the week. Uh, um, uh, when they do the coaches show or whatever, chat with them. Chat with them out. There you go. Uh, he mentioned something about uh, his son Scrappy Junior telling Jr. years ago. You know, he Scrappy came home, sat in the living room, and said, "Okay, get, family, gather around. They've offered us the job at LSU. Do you all want to go live in Baton Rouge?" And the family was basically like, "Of course, it wasn't the big money. It would be now difference, but." No, we don't want to do that. We'll just yeah. stay here. And he he called back to the AD at, at uh, LSU and said, and we're, we're staying in Chattanooga. I mean, can you imagine that? That's how much he loved this city, though, and the fact that uh, the UC, University of Chattanooga. Scrappy was offered the job at LSU. He was offered a job at, at Auburn. He was offered an assistant coach's position at Alabama under mm-hmm. Bear. When General Nealon went on active duty during World War II, Tennessee wanted him to come to Knoxville and be the interim head coach. So yeah, he was. So ladies, he was uh, well known. Ladies and gentlemen, the mascots named Scrappy, the practice fields named Scrappy Moorefield. The this is this is the reason why. 
This yeah. guy was such an influence and, and clearly a college football Hall of well, Famer. So, so was, his, was he always called Scrappy, or when did that come into play? So that actually came around when he was in, I think, high school. He started out at City High and then um, was invited to go to Macaulay. And he played every sport, I promise you. I've looked through all their yearbooks uh, from track to basketball to football, um, baseball, which is his favorite, I think, besides football, of course. And uh, they said on the football field he just had that feeling he was just scrappy he was in the rough of it doing what he's got to do and and the name just kind of stuck it's his cool. son got his name about the same way too scrappy jr because it's ac scrappy Moore. yeah yes. andrew andrew cecil Moore. but okay he went by scrappy hmm. that is so cool yeah, oh tell them about the baseball stuff so <laughs> scrappy was probably now when he was at georgia he played baseball and football both he was best known. So he went to Georgia. He he did. He okay. played it. He played for Wally Butts at Georgia, and he's best known at Georgia in football. As back then, believe it or not, but a hundred years ago, Vanderbilt was the team to beat in the SEC. No, stop it. <laughs> and Vandy had beaten Georgia five straight years. Scrappy drop kicks a field goal. Drop kicks a field goal to beat Vandy for the first time in in five years. So. You know, they said that he was like an icon in Athens. Like, like any time Scrappy went back to Athens, he was a he was, he was a hero. Yeah, was was a hero coming home. But he was a heck of a baseball player, and he would play baseball in the summer, and then report back to Chattanooga in you know around this time around Labor Day to begin football practice. Holy cow! Coach Nardo would take care of summer and spring, and while Scrappy was playing baseball, and in the <laughs> during World War Two. This is a great, and I'd heard this story before. This story's in David Jenkins' book, uh, Baseball in Chattanooga, too. But Scrappy uh, was friends with Joe Engel. And so during World War II, the Lookouts didn't have a manager. So Joe Engel talked Scrappy into managing the Lookouts for two seasons. Wow. Now, the problem was there were no American players to be had. So Joe Engel brings in a bunch of Cuban players. Well, they didn't speak a lick of English, and Scrappy couldn't speak a lick of Spanish, <laughs> and so it was a, two of the worst years the Lookouts have ever had. Right. You know, I mean, it was bad. And but but he was a a heck of a baseball player, um, a very good defensive outfielder. Um, but his, you know, the stories they talk about his ability to punt a football sixty yards is is I mean, it's crazy. And for a guy that's as small, I was about to say he's he not was, big he at was, all. Yeah, he was a little guy, but phenomenal athlete, phenomenal. athlete. So I think the takeaway here is that uh, he needed to do more. He wasn't really out there doing things. <laughs> he had a really boring life. <laughs> yeah. If he had no. Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, he'd really be busy. He'd really be busy. So it, it's kind of give us the timeline, because you can see all the the first two right now, right? Yes. And then three will be tonight. Yes. So the first two are already on GoMox.com. So what's the, one kind of the One is, is kind of like an introduction of him, a little bit of backstory. Um, we talked about Helen Moore, his wife, a little bit. Um, his parents, uh, his father was a railroad engineer uh, for Southern Railway and was actually a part of the team that helped um roosevelt when he came into town oh wow and or um conducted that route and um his mother they lived in onion bottom and his mother seemed to be someone who was uh very much a part of her children's lives and actually coached their baseball league at all the little kids playing together in uh, onion bottom which is now kind of a more industrialized area off of 11th 
Okay, 11th Avenue. Yeah. And then the second one goes to his more of his coaches? So the end of the first one, really, we start getting into his players um, and how they really felt about coach and who he was as a coach and then that relationship with Bear Bryant. The second one, we actually focus a lot on his coaching staff. Um, Sandy Sandlin, Andy Nardo, Joe Gary, um, Harold Wilkes, and just kind of their impact on the players mm-hmm. and their relationship with Scrappy. And then tonight's will be all about the 1958 game where we beat Tennessee 14-6. to Right. And then the fourth one is kind of the capsule of the whole thing, wraps it up? Kind of. So there's a lot of fun stories in there. Um, I I had so many great stories, I didn't know where to put everything. And I'll so bet. I kind of made that a um, place to have them all live. And then at the very end, we talk a little bit about his uh, posthumous awards. And um, and the guys really had an opportunity to share what Coach meant to them. That's so cool. Both you guys, man, super creative, Kudos. super talented. Yeah. It's got. I can't wait to dive into it this weekend. That's going to be my Labor Day Labor Day weekend project for sure. Uh, but congratulations, man. It's got to be satisfying. Thank you. Absolutely. How long are the episodes? Um, first one is about twenty three minutes. The second one's about the same. Uh, tonight's will be fifteen minutes. And the last one's about 20. So very consumable. Yes, Yes, absolutely. Very much. Thank you, If you're going to binge watch it, Joe, it'll take you about an hour and a half. (laughs) Perfect. And something very important. Um, We had a student writer last year. His name is Shane Shoemaker. And um, I loved his work so much that he did on our uh, stuff called Chat Chats. It's our student project thing um, that I actually asked him to write on this. So when you go to gomox.com, make sure you read the articles too because it's a complimentary story. He's able to tell us things that I wasn't able to cover in the videos, okay. especially the baseball stuff. But um, I would really encourage you to read it. He worked really hard and super proud of what he's done. Good stuff, you guys, man. Proud of y'all for doing this. This is awesome. Thank you. Yeah, keep up the good work. You think they'll ever have a sport talk documentary like 100 years from now? Lord, I hope not. <laughs> I kind of agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.